with new hope on the horizon in the fight against COVID-19. What's the prognosis for used business aircraft sales in the year ahead, and who will be buying them? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. As we look toward the merciful end of 2020, there's new reason for optimism across business aviation and throughout the world. It appears likely that multiple vaccines against COVID-19 will be available sometime in the first quarter of the new year, and with them a means to hopefully provide real-world protection to those most susceptible to the virus, and some peace of mind for us all. That should also provide some welcome news for sales of pre-owned business aircraft, which have seen many ups and downs throughout the pandemic. For insights into what the new year might bring, I'm pleased today to welcome three professionals in the used aircraft marketplace. Renee Cardona is an aircraft sales representative at Duncan Aviation. Also joining me is Par Avion founder and president Janine Iannarelli, and Jay Messenger, founder and CEO of Messenger Jet Sales. Jay, let's begin with you. Before we discuss the future prospects for used aircraft sales, please tell us a bit about what you've seen over the past year in this market. We were already starting to see a downturn, if you will, in transactions at the end of 19. Coming then into 20 and into COVID, starting in, in March, I mean, it, it, I'm sure for Renee and, and Janine as well, March began to really grind to a halt. I started to get many phone calls in April, May from people who said, I will never get on a commercial airliner again. I'm going to buy a plane. And to me, that was really more cheap talk than it was anything. But starting in June, July, and August, actually those people who made those comments began to come in and buy airplanes. And between March and yesterday, we've closed 17 transactions. So there has been a lot of activity. I'll tell you that it is not tilting demand. Prices are not going up. I get clients who say, with all this demand by first-time buyers, I'm sure our prices are going to go up. It's not happening. They are continuing to go down, and it looks like they're going down about 3.875% a quarter, according to the two reporting books. We're seeing that as well. I'm finding sellers who we're working for being receptive to the lower offers, not ridiculously low offers, but pre-COVID lower offers because they don't have the confidence going forward of where we'll be and when. So if they could sell their plane now, they're accepting that. The other piece that is interesting is almost all corporate, at least for us, activity transactions on the buying side have retreated. So really all this activity is among high net worth individuals, first time buyers, but from a business standpoint, since June, July, our business has been very strong and has weathered the, the COVID problem. Are you seeing those same trends, Renee, particularly regarding the types of buyers that are coming into the marketplace? Generally speaking, we are communicating more and more with the high net worth individual than uh, with the uh, corporate client, uh, with the, let's call it the corporate aviation established market uh, or or operator, uh, so to speak. But but to go back to Jay's point, uh, what is interesting, and he is on track, and I agree, 
We had, uh, back in 2017, the Trump administration as well as Congress passed a tax change, which basically allowed one to take 100% bonus depreciation. And we can go back even further, whereas we hit uh, what I call a paradigm shift in 2008 and 2009, and we started to see a depreciation curve amongst basically all lines of aircraft. Now then the question is, within that curve, where are we within, let's call it the different segments going forward, and uh, the demand within the different segments. But then we saw in 2017, that law come into effect, and then we did see, as, as Jay pointed out, the activity in 2018 and the closings in December of 2017, 2018 were, were strong. And actually, prices took a, a little uptick. Say, Falcon 7Xs were selling for a little more uh, than what they had sold in 2017. So 2018, we had really good demand, and we had really good demand from, I believe, those tax benefits through the middle of 2019. And then from the middle of 2019, let's call it September, October, November, and December, we did see a softening. And as uh, Jay's number pointed out, that was in fact the case. So we were already moving into lower units of transactions. Things were softening a bit with regards to the demand. They continued through the beginning of 2020. And then obviously COVID hit for a number of months, and I would, I would say about three months, uh, from about April, May, June, we hit a wall, right? Nobody was doing anything. We didn't know what was going on. What I mean is, is the economy, society. But since then, we have seen a gradual uptick. So I'm sort of optimistic going forward. Uh, but then again, you just never know what's coming down the pike. Janine, does that match up with your experiences this year? Well, I can see that all our businesses uh, perhaps cover a different segment of the market or differ slightly, so certainly our perspectives may be slightly altered. But I would echo the sentiments of Jay and even Renee that we saw the slowdown coming in 2019. Perhaps I saw it even earlier on than what I'm hearing expressed. And part of it was giving rise to the fact that 2020 is an election year. And historically, election years have been quiet years in terms of activity because people are in a wait and see mode. I wonder though, if part of that was masked by the greater troubling element of 2020 and that being the pandemic. The world was launched into this lockdown and this deep concern over our well-being and our ability to function and what do we have to look forward to. So that being said, we rolled into 2020, positioned well, I would say, had some airplanes coming down the pike in terms of what we were going to offer. So I always spend the first half of the first quarter prepping for the rest of the year. But by about the 1st of March, I realized this year was not going to look like any other year that we've ever had, including I fast forwarded as much as possible, procuring data, market information, photographs visiting aircraft, visiting clients before I knew the inevitable was coming where we couldn't travel. So like everyone else, we watched sales drop off uh, or grind to a halt with one exception. I was able to put together a small jet transaction right at the start of the pandemic. I mean, it was born out of the pandemic because there was a sense of urgency on the part of the owner of the airplane to divest himself of that asset. We found a willing buyer. We worked around all the 
the uh, roadblocks that were first put into place in terms of trying to move about the country, but then it went very quiet. Now, the bulk of my business is with high net worth individuals, private corporations, or if it's a publicly traded company, the leader is a private individual that's usually making the decision. So the shift that I saw in the business was not so much people looking to bring aircraft to market, but my existing clientele coming back to me and asking for an assessment of the current market situation. And then it was probably about the end of April, beginning of May, where the inquiries started coming in, exploring aircraft ownership, particularly among first-time buyers. And it was the number of inquiries that I was receiving that was so astounding because I've always had people who have called to explore the idea, but it was just exponential, I would have to say. I would not say that our business mirrored that in terms of transactions until about mid-September. And since mid-September, the floodgates have opened. It's probably going to be the best fourth quarter I've had on record because of this sudden new demand. And I'll add to that with the price corrections that came about in part because they were due and in part because of the election year and the uncertainty. It's bringing people to the marketplace and considering upgrades much faster than they otherwise might have. We'll have more in just a moment. But first, this word from NBAA. NBAA continues to lead the way in providing innovative events that help people connect, turn business opportunities into realities, and move the industry forward. That's the idea behind VBase, NBAA's all-new virtual business aviation convention and exhibition, where our industry can reconnect, regroup, and move not just online, but ahead. VBase will be the first ever completely immersive online business aviation trade show, incorporating many of the traditional elements of NBAA's successful live events. That includes more than 200 virtual 3D exhibit booths, two keynote presentations, press conferences, education sessions, and more. Taking place December 2nd and 3rd, VBase will bring our entire industry together with diverse and exciting content and offer the important opportunity to make connections with the largest number of customers and prospects in the business aviation marketplace. For more information about VBase and to learn more about complimentary registration for NBAA members, visit nbaa.org slash VBACE. We're back now with Jay Messenger, Renee Cardona, and Janine Iannarelli, and our discussion about what the used aircraft market might look like for 2021. Janine, are there any particular types or classes of business aircraft whose values have generally held up better over the past year in your experience? Well, I I think it's spotty. It's really more specific as to make and model, but if I had to pick a class, it was the light jet marketplace. I wouldn't necessarily say that prices held all that well. There was a correction and perhaps a needed one in order to stimulate demand. But what you do see are the number of units trading. It's been sizable across the spectrum of classic. And by classic, I mean 25 plus year old citations, for example, on up to fairly modern light jet aircraft. That's where all the demand is that I have seen. Renee? 
I agree. If you look at uh, certain uh, segments, I think what operators are really looking at uh, as first-time buyers, they're going to be airplanes uh, that, number one, they can afford, you know, that, that they can write a check that is not going to be substantial, although we are seeing first-time buyers. You know, anecdotally, I, I, I sold an airplane to a first-time buyer. He's got a six-month-old baby, and he basically said, hey, I'm not going to get on the airlines and uh, I'm not going to do charter I want my own airplane and he forked down five million dollars to buy basically a uh, G400 a very nice airplane that had to be discounted because as uh, Janine mentioned I think that prices have gone down it is a great time to buy and buyers are taking opportunity of uh, these lower prices so you've got airplanes uh, that are maybe stand-up cabin airplanes such as citation xls's uh, looking at that there's only uh, 16 airplanes for sale out of a total production of 327 that is basically less than five year basically at five percent of aircraft available for sale. So I'd say that Citation, Encores, XLS, XLSs, uh, even the Sovereigns, there's only 7% uh, of production of those airplanes for sale. So I, I think you're looking at airplanes that are that are good operating, lower operating cost aircraft, uh, things that can maybe be chartered, uh, things that are not going to um, cost the operator a tremendous amount of money. I am seeing, though, higher numbers of units of, of the bigger airplane for sale, even those are selling as well at lower prices. There doesn't seem to be quite the demand for those aircraft as there is for these uh, other, uh, let's call them more desirable segments. I think I'd have to echo what Janine and Renee have said, although we have sold, not the corporations, and I must say many to first-time buyers, We've sold, you know, of those 17 I talked about, five of them have been Gulfstream 550s, and three of them have been Gulfstream 650s. And we have a 650 and two 550s in pre-buy right now. They are, albeit priced less than they have ever been priced, both by specific airplane and by category of airplane. So none of this is spurring a demand outweighing supply. Renee's correct. You could take a look at any of the categories and see much more equipment than you'd be willing to buy for a client today based on the pedigree, where they're located, how they've been operated, how they've been maintained, how they're configured. So you really have to work hard, but the rest of the inventory in that segment, though they may not be your first choices, do bring down even the best planes in that category in terms of price, just from the overall rush to, to get a sale made. So Jay, when you look to the year ahead, do you expect this rate of used aircraft transactions to continue, particularly as it does appear we'll have vaccines against COVID-19 within the next few months? Well, I think what might happen is some people who absolutely refuse to get back on an airline might do that. And so we might lose some number of the first-time buyers who came in not anticipating as rapid a, 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 an introduction of a vaccine. But on the other hand, as a vaccine becomes available and travel becomes easier, our world opens up more, then I think the corporate buyer will come back. The corporations will come back. So that'll keep a nice balance in, uh, in demand. And I think 2021 will be a robust, maybe too big of a word, but I think a healthy activity 
won't be too big of a phrase to consider that 2021 could be a nice continuation for us in the business aircraft market that 2020 has become. Janine, how do you think the used aircraft market will respond to the availability of a COVID vaccine? Well, uh, let me address the point of whether or not we'll retain the new entrants to the marketplace. I absolutely think we will. While there was perhaps a rush to explore the acquisition of an aircraft and placing one into service, I don't think it was done lightly by most of the buyers. And they'll get comfortable with the cost. I, I always call it the new cost of doing business, regardless of what it is that you add to your tool shed. And that airplane is part of it. So whether it's for private transportation or for business use, I think people accept the cost and then they become very comfortable with this mode of transportation and are gonna be extremely reluctant to divest themselves of the aircraft and return to public transportation, if you will. So I have a more positive outlook on growth within the industry and retention of these new buyers. A vaccine will only help a global economic recovery. I mean, one thing that I think has not been discussed, not necessarily here, but just in the media is, there's gonna be a big bill to be paid once we get through the crisis. And the bill is for everything our world governments had to do to help their population. So I think getting back to business, employing people, encouraging travel, that need for human contact will drive aviation to greater heights, no pun intended. What other factors might impact this market in the year ahead? Well, I was going to start to cite world politics. You know, nothing went away just because it's not front and center in the news. All the problems that we as a nation were dealing with, whether it's international relations, global warming, other crises around the world, they still exist. We have to first usher in the new administration. The new administration, though seasoned, needs to find its footing Uh, with the American public. It needs to have a time of, if you will, reconciliation. There needs to be a fostering of the relationships in a new dimension with other global leaders. And again, all of that trickles down to, let's say, uh, business trade and how do we restart cross-border transactions in every respect, every industry. Renee, what else do you think might influence the market, either positively or negatively, in 2021? Yes, a great question. It's going to be very interesting uh, with regards to tax policy. And I spoke about depreciation, allowing the expense of the depreciation, the bonus depreciation did uh, for us uh, two years ago. I don't know that the personal taxes are going to be that much of a mover, so to speak, or or modify the market. But corporations, are they going to be taxed at at higher levels Uh, with the Biden administration? They're talking about they're talking about that. So uh, I don't know. It's hard for us to obviously have a crystal ball. We all wish we did. But I think that it's it's positive. But even though we haven't seen the level of transactions over 2020. I think that it bodes well for 2021. And I'm optimistic. Let's put it that way. Jay? Well, you know, there's already so many disconnects. We look at the COVID pandemic and we look at the the shutting down of economies, sort of like a grand experiment. How do you open them up safely? And then you look at our stock market and you look and you say, that's an amazing disconnect. 
how could this one be doing what it's doing and this over here be doing as poorly as it's doing? So I think that we will still have some of those disconnects once we have a vaccine that begins to raise the confidence of the world population We'll get back to travel. We'll get back to dealing with cross-border transactions and specifically in aviation where today the idea of importing an airplane for a U.S. buyer from another country, which was always a difficult, more difficult process and became even almost impossible because of COVID and the restrictions on travel. I think that will open up. We will find ways to begin to open our economies more safely and that will spur on more economic activity. To successfully complete any aircraft transaction, it's critical that your entire team understand the basic considerations that go into properly structuring aircraft ownership and operations. Developed by members of NBAA's tax committee, the NBAA Aircraft Transactions Guide provides insights about the regulatory, tax, financial, and transactional issues that come together during an aircraft acquisition. The guide can be found at nbaa.org transactions. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.